Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff doing the first podcast of the week. A little, a little bit late, day late because of Sunday night football. As you know, I tell you what, real quick, we'll start yeah, with this because perfect. I don't get out. Uh, I don't get out a lot. So as far as just, we appreciate <laughs> as your neighbors. No, meaning I see the same people every day. Like mm-hmm. I, I just don't see a bunch of people. Like when we were doing the radio show, when you move around, you see people and you get to get a response from uh, people that listen to the show. So. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I go to, uh, I don't even know what the fuck it's called anymore, Dignity Health or something. Oh, yeah. Not called Stub Stub. Hub. It's not Just Stub. call it whatever it used to be. <laughs> but I got stopped probably 10 times yesterday. It yeah. Was, it was kind of kind of cool to get nice. that people love the show, never miss a show. And people were saying, hey, tomorrow morning, I'll be listening first thing. And I said, you won't. <laughs> you because, won't because I'm here. Yeah, I'm not going to get home until Shit 12 it. o'clock. So yeah. It was, uh, but it was nice to hear how many people stopped me yesterday to say how much they enjoy what we're doing here. And uh, one person, Kurt Sandoval, yeah, told me to tell Jeff that he's full of shit and he's Kurt's full of shit and he's dumb. Kurt's and dumber. As he rips your Dodgers, that I want to point out that his Minnesota Twins was the first 100 win team to get eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah, tell Kurt I work Monday through Friday. <laughs> I have my weekends off. <laughs> Anyway, it was it was very nice. Uh, I saw a bunch of people yesterday that were really really cool. Well, let me start there. Let me start there because this fucking city, again, <laughs> like it's been my entire time I fucking lived here, yep. has been a city that reacts, it doesn't act. Yeah. And what did I see last night? But all of you taking out your little woolly dicks and yanking them all over the couch because a bunch of Pittsburgh fans showed up. I'll tell you this to start. Yep. I started covering games in that fucking stadium in 1995. It was about 1995 till about 1999, 20 years ago, where really no matter who came in, it was predominantly Chargers. And then you had the 1-15 in season, and guess what? The vibe changed. Yep. And so while yesterday all of you got excited because there were 30,000 Steeler fans there. It's amazing how quickly your memory forgets about the days when there were 55,000 fucking Steeler fans in Qualcomm (laughs) Stadium. True. And that's a reflection on a lot of different things. (laughs) But, hey, that's fine. We have revisionist history in this town. As far as anybody here would tell you, it was packed constantly, 78,000 screaming uh, like Packer fans that couldn't be more full of shit. Exactly. But hey, whatever you want to believe, you go ahead and fucking believe it, even if you're wrong. The good news is, do yourself all a fucking favor. I'll tell you this. Next time you send that tweet, put a little plate of cookies and carrots out because Santa's going to be coming again December 25th, you fucking morons. <laughs> now, now we, now we move to local sports talk radio. and That's I, it with the Steelers in charge. No, I'm getting okay. to that. Go ahead. So what did Woods do today? Do you have the old gray wolf on from fucking Dallas again? Because goddamn, the one thing I can't get enough of in this town is Dallas sports talk. Are you telling any Michael Young stories, Dave, from the Rangers? God, I can't get enough of it. Who'd Darren have on? Kirk Morrison? He's only on four days a fucking week. Who'd Coach have on? John Maffey? Nobody did anything. You know what I heard today? What? Anything I turned into was, again, everybody talking about Steelers, and that's fine. It was all reaction. You exactly. didn't hear one fucking person, one fucking person, any of you that listened to this show, guess what none of you had today? A fucking solution. Exactly right. None of you had 
a solution to the problem. You just sat there and watched with your mob mentality because you're either A, lazy, or B, too fucking dumb to figure it out. Couldn't agree more. I'm calling you out. You got paid to tell this story different than anybody else, and none of you fucking did it. You all failed. So guess what? I'm going to come in tonight and tell you the story that should happen. What should happen immediately tonight between the NFL and you pick the entity? It's not the city of San Diego, and I'll explain to you why. But if I'm the city of Oceanside, or most importantly, I am the city of Chula Vista. Tonight, I am getting on the phone to the NFL and saying, you have a problem, and we think we can fix it. We think we can work with you. We are not Kevin Faulkner or that little fucking twerp Todd Gloria or that other dipshit uh, DeMaio or Scott Sherman or any of these other fucking no talents. We're our own entity, and we believe we can work with you to find a way to build a stadium in San Diego County, but in the city of Chula Vista. And if we build it, we want that horseshit team back here. That's what needs to happen. Did anybody suggest that today? Oh, no way. Did Derek Togerson suggest it? No. Fuck no. I saw Derek yesterday. No. Am I wrong, Dave? If no, I am that's the city- your, that your best opportunity is the city of Chula Vista, right? Because honestly, uh, and not just because we're in Chula Vista right now, Chula Vista is proactive. They should call tonight and get to Spanos and say, "Listen, you need to figure this out because you're dead man walking in L.A. It's- you know you can't make it in the city of San Diego. Yep, but we will work with you, and we will work with the league." And it may be a way for you to come down here without 25 eggs on your face, only four. What is the rule? I can't remember. How many years is it after a a relocation is it you have to hold on to the team before you sell it? They'd waive everything for him. See, okay, so here, I'll give you the the guy. The guy that obviously... Joe Sy. Joe Sy. He's the only guy that we can think of that has the money to do it. That Joe Sy's the guy. If he was interested in saying, you know what, I want to be an NFL partner. And I'll bring the, the team back to the city where I have my home. And, yes, I will work something out with whether it's Chula Vista or someone else. But you're right. The city of San Diego is the last no, place to out. do it. They can't do it. You have a they're terrible out. mayor. Jeff just named a bunch of people. Scott Sherman doesn't know shit. Well, I don't trust the voters. And so, well, and exactly right. The voters let you down already right. before. We need to narrow the playing field to the city of Chula Vista. Yeah. For the city of Chula Vista and the NFL, I'm shocked the NFL hasn't called Chula Vista and said, hey, you want to work? with us on this and Dean you know what we know you are crying poverty you got the fucking money yeah Mark Davis made it work in Vegas we need Chula Vista to take the mindset that Las Vegas took that went in and stole the Raiders from Oakland I don't know if it's stealing the Chargers from LA when LA doesn't want them but I think you could work together and goddamn I I bet Stan Kroenke would probably say you know what I'll even kick in $50 million to get them the fuck out of here. I'm not going to give you $200 million, but $300 million from the league, $300 million from fucking Dean, and then we start figuring out how we put together an NFL stadium in Chula Vista. On the water, and all of a sudden, Super Bowls are here every four years, and you walk in, and you guys are the crown jewel of San Diego. 100% done deal. They will fucking work with you to give you that team. 
You just have to be forward thinking and say, how do we make it work? And there's access. To the, if you put it on J Street, there's access. Because you have it. access on the 5, you have access from the 15, you have access from the 805. Trolley. Trolley. And, and, and Jeff's 100% right. For the people who aren't aware of where we're talking about, the background of that brand new stadium would be the Coronado Bridge right. in downtown San Diego. Gorgeous. It's right there. And now you have hotels and restaurants that want to come in. This is why I don't trust the city of San Diego. We said repeatedly over and over again that the NFL wanted it in downtown San Diego, and it made perfect sense. All you have to do is go east of Petco Park, and you understand it's the biggest eyesore in San Diego. Homeless, pissing on the street, taking a yep. shit on the street. It's completely disgusting. That's where the NFL was going to go in, and that's where the city would have continued to expand with new condos, street side businesses, et cetera, but instead we couldn't get out of our own way. Yeah. Saturday night, I went to the Aztec game. You, you know where that Aztec game took place? In Mission Valley. Do you know what I did? I went into Mission Valley and I came out of Mission Valley. There's nothing to do in Mission Valley other than the fucking stadium. It's why Mission Valley doesn't make sense, but the voters of San Diego have convinced themselves that Mission Valley does make sense. That's why you're fucking eliminated from the equation. You're out. You're too fucking dumb. You can't figure it out. The NFL said, put it downtown. We can park our car. We'll walk everywhere. Businesses, we're going to show you overhead shots, and it's going to be a huge win, and we couldn't see the forest through the trees. That's why you have to hope that if you really do want that team back down here, and I think it would make sense to come home. I think it would be a great story that didn't have to take whatever the Rams took. How long did it take the fucking Rams to get back here? 25 years? Yep, took the Rams forever. You could do it and say, you know what? We're going to come back, and yeah. Chula Vista would be cash and checks all day long. Yeah, I, I tell you what. I, I love the idea. Usually I, when I sit there and I go to these games in uh, StubHub or whatever, I sit there and I go, okay, what will it take to get Charger fans to follow? Mm -hmm. And you go, okay, after last year's season and you're thinking this year's roster is going to be better, you realize the roster shit. Derwin yeah. James falling apart, killed the defense. Casey Hayward's old, whatever. They don't have the players. The offensive line's terrible. They're never going to win this year, so you're not going to make mm -hmm. the playoffs. You're going to go into that new stadium, yeah. uh, the Kroenke Stadium, where people aren't going to buy tickets ahead of time. No. It's not even going to fill up with the visiting fans. You're just going to have a ton of just empty fucking seats in a brand and, new stadium. And there's, the gorgeous new stadium yes. of the NFL. And there's no, there's just no way to win up there. You right. just will never win. Right. And the the idea of, well, you have to win a Super Bowl to hopefully get a fan base. Do you know how many years they're going to be away from winning a Super Bowl? I mean, there's talk 50. that. Yeah, there's talk they're done with, with Rivers after this yeah. year. And Marvin Gordon's basically gone. And. Joey Bosa is basically non-existent without Melvin Ingram. It, it's it's not a good team right now. And so you go, okay, what are your chances? Not very good. Right. Just not very fucking good, man. But people going to spend their entertainment the dollar reset? with the Chargers. You know who would hit the reset button? San Diego County. They, they would, especially if you did sell the team. If you said, Dean, this is yeah. it. You know, this hasn't worked out for you. It's been a disaster. Take your payout and sell Get it out. to somebody else. And then you go, we're going to go back, powder blue, 63 AFL, like the city wanted the whole time. Just the little shit that mattered. We're going to reestablish relationships with bridges that had been burned in this town, whether it was Kellen Winslow or Dan Fouts or anybody else. We're going to do everything we can. And I'll tell you the other thing we're going to do, and this isn't going to make people really Don't say happy. you're hiring Hacksaw as a play-by-play -play voice. I'm not that dumb. I'm winning here, okay? I'm winning here. I'll tell you the other thing they do when they bring me in.
I okay. just have, <laughs> okay. Do you have time after the Padres talk to you? Uh, I'm going to fire Matt Money Smith. I'm going to bring Josh Lewin home. Yes. And I'll tell you the other thing I'm going to fucking do. I'm going to distance myself from any guy that ever wore that uniform that embraced Los Angeles. That means LaDainian Tomlinson will not be brought down. That means Sean Merriman will not be brought down. And I hate to say it because he tells us every day what a great life he lives. Nick Hardwood can buy fucking season tickets. Sorry, dude. Love you like a brother. You're a great guy. But guess what? You're on the wrong side of the fence. He's on right on the fence. He doesn't no, know where he's, he's on, at. He's all in L.A. He's up there. Got his spray tan. He doesn't have a spray tan. I, I asked someone yesterday because I, I, we were talking yeah. about the. Nick car- buys tickets. We are talking to the. <laughs> you, you bring me the guest list every week. Yeah. And I'll tell you what. We go through there. And Billy Shields is on there. I've teased Billy Shields forever. Guess what? He's a fucking check mark. He's in. Oh Lyndon King. Uh, Willie Buchanan's not in. Bullshit. This guy. Come on. Yeah. Enough. He's in LA. Yeah. Well, he fucking blew the hook and left. Exactly. Fucker. Uh, Rolf is in. We bring home Kellen Winslow. You know who else we bring home and we welcome him? Fucking guy made one mistake. Nick Kading? No. <laughs> no. Josh Lambeau's not coming home. We get fucking Hank home, too. We resolve issues with Hank. He's alumni, and that's it. You Don't you shake your head. You're out, too. I'm I just ahead. took you off the Go guest ahead. You list. took an anti-Semite over me. That's great. Yeah. Well, shit. He's got a bigger track record of success. Oh, my gosh. And then, All uh, you had to do was apologize. Refuse to apologize. Look. <laughs> How do you like my ideas right now? I like a lot, I like a lot of them, except that I'm out. <laughs> That's the best one. Right now, people all over town are driving. Yay! I was telling someone yesterday we were in the in the parking lot after the game talking about different NFL broadcasts. Because when I was driving up yesterday, it took forever on that yeah. Sunday night game. So you're stuck in that Sunday afternoon traffic, and I'm flipping around to the Rams broadcast and the Titans and the Broncos. Yeah. And Mike Keith is, is great, by the way, is, is fantastic. But I'm sitting there jumping around, and I think the Chargers have the worst one oh, by far in the NFL. Awful. Matt Money Smith never tells you what the fucking ball is. Daniel Jeremiah stinks. Terrible. He, Daniel Jeremiah reminds me of Mike Mayock. If he was on TV, he'd be better. Yeah. But you never know what the fuck's going on. And and I was I was saying to someone, I go, Josh Lewin, at least was enthusiastic. Was Matt great. Money Smith has it. no enthusiasm. None. And the answer, the question back to me was, well, name a former Charger that could sit in this booth and do the job. Do what? Play by play? No, or? color. Nick Hardwick was great. Yeah, but Nick doesn't want to do it. Nick quit. Um, I couldn't think of one. Well, Curtis Conway, amazing guy, terrible broadcaster. Yeah. Who L- could LT is terrible. Uh, LT is not doing it. Well, that's the problem. You're I mean, not... they don't have any alumni that can do it. No, no. But you could go get a guy like I. I would start thinking about you know Mark Wilson, Van McElroy, <laughs> Marcus Allen, Jim Plunkett. Jim Plunkett, all good guys that had great games down here. <laughs> Howie Long. No, I okay, mean. Okay, let me ask you. Speaking of guys from another team, because really there's, yeah. I cannot think of a former Charger. If you think of one, tweet it at me. But uh, what about Terrell Davis? Oh, yeah. Would you take Terrell Davis? Oh, Even though yeah, he's a Bronco, great. a former, former San Diego guy? 100%. I think that's a good one, too. He'd be great. Reggie Bush? Yep. See, Reggie Bush, I don't know if he's ever. Well, yeah, he's working with Fox now, college football, yeah. but. Yeah, I don't know. I just was thinking, what would it take? I cannot think of one former Charger that could do that job. Um, oh, I mean, you could go get, <laughs> you know, you could get 
who'd be a fucking maniac after three weeks to be Salisbury. <laughs> Jesus. Salisbury, but yeah, he, but, but Sean could do it. I mean, yeah, I'm just, but, you're just but, saying. But, yeah, I'm saying, come on, a guy that would really play. You're talking played, about guys that, yeah, yeah, who, well, fu- yeah, unfortunately, Dave, the the best guy you have, Dan Fouts and James Lofton. Yeah, but, well, James didn't play here, but yeah. James coached here. But but Fouts sucks now, too. Fouts is like the last on the list for CBS now. No, they're not that far They're now. pretty down far. Look, look it up. Like, you don't, you don't you, have a computer yeah, in front of you. I'm just at? telling you, look it up. I'm telling you, Fouts stinks. Sucks. He's with Iron Eagle. I think they're they're ahead of Gumble and. Well, I'll look it up right now. What would I look it up under? Uh, CBS NFL announced teams. Okay, got it. But that is it, and it fucking like how does every one of these guys that walk in, Dave, and you have four hours to cover, three hours to cover. Yeah. How does nobody look at that and go, okay, well, look, if you're going to bring them back to San Diego, and that makes the most sense. We all ignore the fact that 70% of us voted that we wouldn't contribute any money at all to building of a stadium. We also forget that 70% of the people polled said they never thought that team would leave. Yeah. Uh, doing all that shit. If we, if we just want to act like none of that happened, then don't you as a host start looking and go, okay, well, what could I actually propose that isn't out of the realm? It's not crazy. To think that Chula Vista could get behind it and say, hey, we talked about it before. It would be unbelievable. Yeah, they talked about it back in 2004, 2005. Right, yeah. when the whole Gaylord project yep. and the power plant, but now everything can be cleaned yes, out. Yes, exactly. And you could leave the Chargers at StubHub Center. Cronky would be free and clear. Leave them at the StubHub Center until they come down here. Perfect. Right, and leave them playing there. And now all of a sudden when you're getting ready to go to Chula Vista and they're coming back, I don't know. I'm not saying all of you, but I would think there'd be a few of you that may say, oh, you know what? Yeah, I may go up there and watch them. Smaller stadium, new owner, uh, getting out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that you're going to have great success forcing Dean out. Yeah. I think about owners that have been forced out. The one that comes to mind immediately is Donald Sterling. Yeah. And you had grounds based on, even though they're illegal tapes in a guy's private home. Uh, I thought you were allowed to say whatever you wanted as disrespectful as it may be in the privacy of your own home without being taped and sold to TMZ. But what the fuck do I do? <laughs> uh, but at least with Sterling, the league had a ground to stand on to get yeah. him out. I don't know what ground you have in the NFL. Dean hasn't broken any of the bylaws, I don't think. To the best of my knowledge, he's always been uh, what they consider a good brother amongst that group. Yeah. I'll never say a good soldier. That's disrespectful to my friends that have worn the uniform. But he's been a good brother to the ownership group. But if you could encourage him and say, listen, the smartest thing for this franchise is to get the fuck out of L.A. We are going to work with the city of Chula Vista. But, Dean, you can't be a part of this. No, you nobody wants a part of this. be a part of this. You have to get out. And we're going to encourage people to come in that are going to be committed to San Diego. That I mean, I saw a fucking story today that they were going to try to send that team to St. Louis. Please. St. Louis. St. Louis, please. You ever been there? Sounds a shithole. When, when, when your best restaurant's named after Mike Shannon, come on. Please. Please. Burns me up. Burns me up. 
John Rooney? The Goner? Please. Uh, yeah. I laugh at that. I was listening to Robert Downey Jr. on the way home. Yeah, he's great. On Stern. And he goes, when you went back to school with Rodney? Yeah, I was. Yeah. Nobody mentions it and really burns me up. <laughs> What's the last time you ever said something burns uh, you up? Well, I'll tell you why. Here's my other axe to grind. Yes. Saturday night, I made my first trip with my sons to Qualcomm Stadium as an Aztec season ticket. Holder. I saw the pictures. I will it say looked the, like you were there about five hours early. I didn't see many people in the seats. <laughs> I will say this. The game was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. We stayed right to the end. Good. We had a blast. You weren't worried about all the traffic getting out? No. Although it filled in. There probably, somebody asked me tonight, our buddy Aaron Creasy asked me tonight. You can't count the players on the field. I bet, I didn't look in the paper on Sunday, but I would think, Dave, there had to have been thirty to 33,000. That many? It. Yeah, I would wow. think so. Plaza and field, you know, they Good. were pretty filled. I'm glad to hear it. The fans around us were absolutely fantastic. Good. We had an amazing time. That being said, I I honestly wonder in this town where the fucking priorities are. Because while you continue to jump up and down about the Chargers and everything else, and even with the resolution I proposed, it's almost impossible to believe that could go through, but it's the best we have. Yes. It's amazing to me that this town allows San Diego State to put on the shittiest fan experience in the history of this fucking town. What happened? Dave, I swear to God, it is the shittiest fan experience. You could go, I told Aaron tonight, you could go to a fucking mom and pop wrestling at the Boys and Girls Club in Oceanside, and you're going to feel more appreciated than you feel walking into that thing i didn't go out to the tailgate wherever the fuck that was <laughs> here here's how san diego state and i love when costa and judson put that fucking dipshit marketing guy on like he's uh jeff bezos from amazon <laughs> this guy this guy's the biggest do nothing zero in the history of this city he should have been fired 20 fucking years ago yeah you walk into that place and 90% of the escalators don't work. No way. So all of these old fuckers are walking Doing up the, the ramp. ramp. God damn, it looks like Abe Vigoda going up there. You're like, Jesus. this guy takes a header, and he's going to be like a bowling ball coming Just down. Just put Nan on a skateboard. We'll push her. Right. That's Jesus. it. None of the escalators work. 90% of the concession stands are shut down. Jesus. They're all locked up. You go to the one that's open, and I got two 11-year-old kids, right? Hey, what do you got? Uh, well... We got hot dogs and a brat, and we got Pepsi. What? And no like, red vines? No red vines, Dave. <laughs> no M&Ms. No even fucking Dr. Pepper. No it's like fucking cheeseburger Pepsi. Horse shit. Jesus, you have a better combination at a Little League game. You have a better fucking thing. Goddamn, go Santee driving. You can get a slice of pizza. <laughs> Do they, is, do they sell beer at, at college football games? That's all they sell. Okay. There's 25 bars that are open in and around and everything else. But I swear to God, so that was bad enough. Yeah. But how about this shit? <laughs> I paid 35 bucks a ticket. Okay. I was all excited to be a season ticket holder. Yeah. We're in the club level. Yeah. Our seats were insanely good. You know these cocksuckers at San Diego State run a flash sale on Thursday? Guess what they're offering? 
ten dollar club seats. No way. So all of us assholes yeah. that bought tickets for a hundred bucks for three people or more, and there were big I saw groups of four families, yeah. the whole thing. San Diego State thanks the season ticket fan base by all of us. Oh, shit, I paid thirty five. I yeah. don't know what everybody paid around me. I have to assume that. Hey everybody, guess what? We're gonna let all these dickheads in for ten bucks a ticket. <laughs> You're like you fucking then you go down. You guys are suckers. Rocky Long, Rocky Long told you he wouldn't buy season tickets. What the fuck are you doing? Then I go down, and the one thing that I really wanted to do was get my son's uh, like an Aztec football T-shirt. Yeah. 28 bucks. Shut are you out of your fucking mind? Are you serious, you're really? San Diego State. You're playing Wyoming. Why don't they just give those away for free? They don't give anything away for free. If you're it, a season ticket holder, it should come with at least fucking a free sweatshirt. Nothing. Just because, look, if your kid's wearing that shit to school, All they're, they aver- they're advertising San Diego State football. I'll tell you this. No one else is. We'll do these two more games. Yeah. Oh, here was the other great thing. Yeah. Hey, come on by the old Charger team store because we've got the new stadium experience and it's ready to go. Now, for the Rams... There's some place you can go in L.A. I don't know yeah. where it is, but you can go someplace in L.A. And it's basically you sit down and you have a virtual reality for any seat that you want in the Stan Kroenke Stadium. So Dave walks in, Rita walks in, anybody walks in, you sit down and they go, hey, Dave, guess what? This is kind of put this helmet on. Or whatever the fuck yeah. they give you. Put these goggles on. And now we're going to turn this on. And Dave, look to your left and look to your right. And this is what your view is going to be in our new stadium. Pam Anderson on my left. Jacqueline Smith on my right. It's so right I'm in. There. It's all good. In front of me, Lisa. Lisa. <laughs> you might get that one on the Chula Vista one. Oh. <laughs> you go to San Diego State at Qualcomm Stadium. And I had said to my kids for like three hours, look, the cool thing is. We're doing this thing because they're going to build this new stadium, and I want us to ride the wave yeah. all the way into 2022. So Love I it. said, tonight's our first night. We're in all the way. You go, and there's three horse shit, 16 by 20 stadium renditions, <laughs> and the most bored fucking asshole I've ever seen in my life said, uh, here's the overhead view, and here's the view from 4 o'clock. And you're like, fuck off. I could have seen these on the UT website. You, t- you tell him to fuck off. I, he, that guy already had fucked off. He didn't need any further encouragement from me. Somebody told him to do it at 2.30, and he took him up on it. He's like, that's a, that's a deal. I'm going to go right here behind this fucking rendering, and I'm fucking off. I'm like, I should have just fucking gone... Uh, Old school honky tonk man and just fucking smash it over yeah, his head. Yeah, you should have. I just go, yeah, you're out of your mind. You should have opened the door and winged him out in the parking lot. Just chucked him like <laughs> Mr. T in the best bouncer contest. Uh, I swear to God, it's the most biggest fucking embarrassment this city currently has. Yeah. And nobody says shit about it. Because it's all, all we have. That's all, all we have. We're all sheep. We are sheep. That's man. all we have. No, we just walk in. Uh, nothing's turned on. Fucking no concession stands yeah. are open. No $80 escalators. for a sweatshirt. Who The scoreboard sucks. <laughs> right? The whole shit sucks. And we just sit there and go, oh, well, you know what? That sucks. But guess what? Fuck you, Dean. Dean's like, fuck you. 
<laughs> the Steeler fans are having a great time. Yeah. The escalators don't work where you guys are. Yeah. You fuckers. Oh, my God. It was so funny. I was just like, this is the biggest fucking. Did your kids notice that everything was shit or it was just like, fuck it, their kids? Yeah, they didn't give a shit. Yeah. If I said to them, hey, guess what? I sold those other tickets. Yeah. And uh, we're going to go to Best Buy. We went to Best Buy last night. This was the funniest shit. Yeah. I said to my son, Kate, we go to Best Buy, um, and I walk in, and I think at most of them now, in like the home theater area, yeah. you go, and they have like the display of what your living room can be. So they got the Big Daddy recliners. Oh, yeah. And now, I don't... I don't know when this happened, but all of a sudden now they have 8K TVs. Have you seen this shit? Yeah, but the thing is, none of these shows are in 8K. Right, nothing's yeah. there. But <laughs> Might as well be 280K. But they had 8K Avengers running okay. with the sound bar and the look. whole thing. Had a look. It's, it's crazy. Ridiculous. It's like you're there. Yeah. So I said to my son, I go, just first thing right now, if you had to spend three hours sitting right here watching this movie or in five weeks we go back to our seats where we were last night for another Aztec game and he died laughing he's like I'm sitting right here oh that's funny so I'm like <clears throat> dude you're, you're still competing yeah. for the everyday yeah. dollar you're still competing for the entertainment dollar boy what an arrogant fucking group that sin and again yeah I don't blame the fans that went out. The fans no. were fantastic. We had a great time. We took the trolley in. Yeah. Fans were great. Yeah. And the game, man, Rocky's team battled right to the end. Yeah. And win and beat Wyoming and shit. What time did you get home? Uh, by the time we were done, I got home close to midnight. See, that's what's crazy. That's three in the fucking morning for right anyone on the, on the East Coast. Coast. We're trying yeah. to watch that goddamn game. And you go, this is why. Yeah. Nobody knows anything about San Diego State. Nope. I mean, it sucks. They're in a shitty conference. The time, the, right. the game times are bad. It's like I used to think Arizona State was was bad, but Arizona yeah. State at least still had the title of Pac-12. Nobody's watching that shit basically east of the Mississippi. They were on CBS Sports Network yeah. again. I was watching a little bit. Yeah, again, I from whistle to whistle, unbelievable time. Like, unbelievable. And I'm not complaining about the price that I paid for the tickets. Yeah, this, but you got fucked when they let those other jerks in. Well, that's state. Yeah. And we let these fuckers do this shit. Yeah. Right? And then you go, my my one son's a big basketball fan. So I go, all right, well, let me see. I'm, I'm just curious. The team's not what they were a few years ago. Might be a good time to jump in. Season tickets are available. Same thing, Dave. Promotional schedule for them. Yeah. Everything is for an at if you're a San Diego State student. Yeah. Shirts, student, hat, student. Well, we're not. Yeah. Well, fuck you. Exactly. So I'm like, no, fuck you. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I, sorry, man. I, I won't buy season tickets again. Yeah. No chance. I'll wait. And if they do a $10 flash sale and I'll ask my sons and they'll what go. What guys like, want to go? They'll yeah. say no. Yeah. That's a shame. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You mentioned the 8K and everything else. I, I'm there at the game last night, and I'm thinking, I wish I was watching this on TV. Because yeah. there's shit that happens. I want to know what the announcers are saying. I want right. to see the replays. I want to see all that stuff. They have TVs where we are, but they're so fucking far away from where I'm sitting. 
and they're on a 35 second delay so oh <laughs> yeah that make you crazy. and you sit there and you just go man this isn't enjoyable at all i had so much more fun at home watching the morning games on my tv yeah than being right. at so, a real nfl game but you know, you know what dave like i i was saying like I don't know the last time you were in Qualcomm. It may Dude, that's been. funny you say that. I, I was trying to think about that. I don't know when the last time I was in Qualcomm. might have been when the Chargers were here. Yeah. Man, you go in there, and it's like, oh, this play is under review, replay. And you look up at the screen, you're like, what? <laughs> huh? <laughs> my kids who have been to Petco Park, and they've been to the Big A, yeah. Staples Center, Shit, the new board in the arena is really good. All these different things. They're like, what is... It was their first time in Qualcomm Stadium. Oh, wow. They're like, Dad, that sucks. Yeah. And I said to them, you know what? It does, and I get it. But I said, when this place comes down, I'm going to be really, really bummed. I, I just... For all of us, when you go in there, when you walk those concourses... Dave, we walked to club level... And do you remember, this is a little inside baseball, but for Dave, there's an area in the club level where it's really, really narrow. It's just the wall and this small little path yeah. where like, it's pretty much like one person can walk through. But right to your right is the office. Yeah. And that's where the Chargers office used to be and where the Padres yeah. office used to be. And you go, shit, man, this is where I would come and... You'd be like, hey, I got a credential. Yeah. And they'd be like, get the fuck out of here, you fucking geek. <laughs> but you were so excited, and you'd go and you'd get your season credentials for the Chargers, for the Padres, and you'd be in the office, and who knew who was walking through at any time, right? And then I'm just sitting there, and I just found myself maybe 20 minutes before the game, and I'm looking up. And I knew right where I was sitting when Andy Ashby threw a fucking 75-pitch yeah. game, one of my favorite nights. I looked over to where you and I were sitting yeah. next to Pete Van Weeren, that fucking dickhead, yeah. <laughs> and uh, from the Braves in 98, yeah. where we were for, for Kevin Brown, when Kevin Brown had the flu and the Yankees. And then you look down to where I sat, where Dion where I stood on the field when Dion ran past me. It sounded like a freight train going by, and where the Garvey ball was and where the who and where the stones and you too. Dave, I know you were there for Neil Diamond. And village people. Right. Yep. When uh, Jerry Cohen threatened to kick the shit out of me. Jerry. <laughs> then he apologized the next day and said, I had the red ass. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me buy you lunch. That little joke. That was true. How fucking great is I don't Jerry? think I even heard the expression red ass until Jerry used it. Jerry used it a lot. Yeah, he did. I had the red ass. Let me buy you lunch. I was like, all right. Did he at least call you David? I think he did. Yeah. I, he, did. he called you David. Uh, yeah. John? I think Dave Marcus set him straight the next day to say, dude, what are you doing? Like, I think he, and he felt bad. Jerry was great. Yeah. Jerry was fucking great. Yeah. Jerry, like, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, this guy's threatening to beat me up in front of his wife and his daughter. Yeah, you no time for your shit. Get the fuck out well, of here. Well, he was supposed to leave. I didn't know he was coming back to watch well, the village people. Everybody comes back. They're an American treasure. <laughs> Just curious, did either one of your boys say, can we get Aztec basketball season tickets? Well, that's what I was saying. But do, do they want those tickets? I mean, do yeah. they look at, have you seen the fucking schedule? It's terrible. It, the schedule is terrible and the promotional giveaway there's, is there's, shit. There's, we'll there's, go to one game. Eight bucks a ticket, I guarantee. Go, yeah, there's, they, literally they are playing nobody. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Central Utah State. Oh, my God. They're all just fucking really bad. Go on December 18th against San Diego Christian. 
Oh, no one great. will be at that game. You could sit second row. Will Sister Christian be there? Yeah. <laughs> dude, but, it's fucking terrible. Dude, it was. And I'm like, why the fuck would I give this money? Yeah. But that's it. So, again. I got uh, Speaking of that, there's something that, that I it, it just jumped into my head as far as uh, something your kids might be, be interested in. Um, one of them is a huge NBA fan, right? Or both mm-hmm. of them NBA fans. Huge NBA, huge WWE fan. Okay. Same same kid or different kid? Same kids? kid. Okay. I got a great story about him, too. Go ahead. Finish what you're saying, and I'll tell you something in San Diego you might want to see. So last night, I take my son's bowling. Oh, Dave, cool. I t- love bowling. All right. Well, you tell me what you think of this experience yeah. from my son's. So they, they determined uh, they're not going to bowl with the uh, bumpers. They're just going to go for it. Yeah. Well, they're old enough. Why not? Yeah. Well, we're all shit. Yeah. So what? But we're bowling. Yep. And I won by like four pins. Okay. So we go. Uh, my son Jack finishes second. My son Cade's a distant third, and Jack starts chirping at Cade. So I I don't really like that. We go to have fun. Yeah. My feeling is, hey, let's all have a good time. Nobody's very good. Let's just have fun. But he starts chirping at Cade, and it kind of bumps Cade out. So I did the following. I looked directly at Jack in the eye, and I said, "Guess what?" He goes, "What?" This is a 100% true story, too. I said, I'm going to beat you by 60 pins in game two. Yeah. And he goes, no, you're not. I said, I'm going to beat you by 60 pins. So the game starts going. And I think in the first game, my best round was probably a total of seven. Yeah. Every fucking frame for me, seven, eight, nine. And I couldn't hit a spare to save my life. But I was consistent seven, eight, nine. Yeah. So next thing I know, I'm up by him on like, I'm up on him by like 23 after like four. Okay. And I look him right in the eye and I go, I'm beating you by 60. <laughs> and he goes, there's no chance you're beating me by 60. I go, I'm going to beat you by 60. And I said, I'm telling you one thing in front of your brother. I'm not taking it easy on you. I'm beating you by 60. Yeah. It's on. I got so far in his fucking head. <laughs> he couldn't fucking throw it straight. He threw like six straight gutter balls. Oh, shit. And I told him, I go, I'm not kidding. Yeah. I'm beating you by 60. And so Cade's like, are you serious? I go, yeah, I'm beating him. He, yeah. goes, he goes, I don't even think you had 60 in the last frame. <laughs> I go, I know, but why? <laughs> I beat him by 61. Did you? I beat him by Did 61. Did you tell Cade that was for you? Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I said to Jack, I go, look, I, I don't like you being a dick. Yeah. I go, you're just being a dick. But I said, here's why I did it. I said, you're getting to the age now where sports are going to start getting more competitive. And as sports start getting more competitive, guys are going to call you out. Yeah. I said, we were watching MMA this morning. And somebody wins, and they're like, hey, Joe Murphy, I know you're sitting on your couch, you asshole. You're next. And I said to Jack, I go, Joe Murphy's like, what the fuck did I do? I'm just sitting here, right, having a breakfast burrito. This fucker, and now all my buddies are like, hey, you going to take that shit? So I said to him, I go, what happened was I called you out yeah. and you played my game. You stopped playing your game. Yep. So I go, next time it happens, just focus on your game and you'll be fine. So I go, you pissed at me? He goes, no, I just don't know how the hell it happened. I go, you give me any credit? He goes, no, none at all. But we had the best time, but we were there. So I didn't even watch any of that. I just fucked with my 11-year-old kid. Called my shot, and I fucking beat him by 61. All right, I'm going to give you an event that you need to take your kids to. I'm going to okay. say it here. Well, I probably shouldn't say it here because we'll fill What's up. What's the date? Uh, oh, November 21st. Uh, what day of the week is that? Oh, Christ. 
Oh, it's a Thursday. I'm home. Okay, good. To Thursday night. As long as it's a Thursday night, I'm home. It's funny how there's nothing ever going on in this fucking town, but yet this is a major sporting event, and yet nobody has talked about it anywhere. November 21st, you'll hear it now all over the place. At VA House? No. Montgomery High School. Oh, interesting. Montgomery High School, high school basketball. It's Montgomery Aztecs against LeBron James and Dwayne Wade's kids. Oh, shit. 100%. And, and How do I get tickets for that? Fucking, I don't know. It's the San Diego tip-off challenge is what it is. It's their first game it, yes. together, and they're playing here in San Diego. And it's uh, Dwayne Wade will be there in the gym. LeBron and the Lakers have the day off. LeBron might be there as well. Oh, fuck yeah. That's a uh, great call. And the, this team is so goddamn good. I think they won the state championship last last year by 80 points in the championship game. When they played the fucking Montgomery Aztecs, no offense to them, but I think their tallest player is 5'10". They're yeah. gonna, they're gonna destroy him, but at the same time, but they're playing there. They're not playing in like the Tory tournament. I wonder if is, they'll come back for the Tory. They probably will. But this is the San Diego tip-off challenge again. It's November twenty-first, eight o'clock start at oh, Montgomery perfect. High School. Oh yeah, no, it's funny, Dave. I get in Wednesday night, uh, the twentieth. I get home from Toronto, and it's funny. Max Preps, who I'm looking at it right now, actually has that game broadcast live. They're gonna broadcast that game. On the website. On right? the website. But it's, uh, it, who knows, maybe they'll move it out of uh, Montgomery High School because it should be a, a big draw. But, yeah, it's the first game with those two kids on the same team. I like that call a lot. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I would I would go down and do that. That place would be, yeah, I hope they do tickets available. I'm surprised. Or early, when, I mean. When that schedule came out, I'm surprised more people didn't talk about it. That's a, it's a it's Big be, Gray Wolf. Got to get him up. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> What do you? Uh, let me ask you this. Yeah. Big shot. Big shot. Surprised you didn't ask me about my Dodgers. Uh, it's next on the uh, fucking list. Go ahead. I I think this. This is what I think is really really funny. What I enjoyed last week is I enjoyed the Dodgers losing a lot. You know that. Yeah. Everybody in San Diego seemed to. Yeah, we do. Like I I will argue with people about a million different things in yeah. this town, but we all come together on the fact that I, I don't, as much as we liked Vin or anything else, I couldn't believe the Dodgers fucked that game up. And what was crazy about it yeah, is when Dave Roberts went to Clayton Kershaw, yeah. I mentioned it earlier, you and I, and I know so many of us, uh, so many of you that are listening, we're in Petco Park that night when Kevin Brown came into the game against the Atlanta Braves. Yep. And while the end result was different that the Padres ended up winning that series, I just, Dave, the other night when Kershaw came in, when Dave Roberts went to that, even though he wasn't a member of the organization in 1998, I guarantee you Dave was aware of how it worked out with Kevin Brown. I almost called you. I knew you'd be right here in the garage and not to bust balls or yep. not be a douche or anything like that. I just wanted to call and go, dude, I'm telling you, I have a very bad Kevin Brown vibe. Are you getting the same thing? And I'm like, well, Dave, Dave is so convinced the sky is falling. He's going to say, I feel the same way. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm just going to leave you the fuck alone. He strikes out Adam Eaton. And at that point, yep. my thinking was, and this isn't hindsight being 2020. This was my thinking. My thinking was Dave Roberts is a fucking genius because he has just gotten the monkey off the back of Clayton Kershaw, and now he can go to Maeda and move on. 
But Clayton Kershaw made a contribution in the playoffs, and it will be talked about. And now when he gets the start, assuming they advance to face the Cardinals, I bet we see a different Kershaw. And goddamn, if Dave Roberts didn't just do it. And then Dave did the unthinkable, and he brought him out for another inning. It was crazy because you're facing a guy that could win MVP in Rendon. Right. Righty against lefty. And, and you Soto. Go. And, he, and, and you're thinking, well, he's thinking. I'm guess he's thinking. But, yeah, Rendon yeah. and righty. And, lefty, righty. And I will tell you this. The Rendon home run was just a great hit because it was a horrible yeah. pitch. It wasn't a strike. He right. just hit a, a ball out in the dirt over the fence in at nighttime at Dodger Stadium, which is hard to do. Yeah. I mean, it was just a crazy hit. The one to Soto was on a goddamn tee. Next pitch. It was insane. And that's why you, you acquired Kalarik. Yes. And he had owned Soto the whole series. Now. And you go, what the fuck? People, I, he's just too close to Kershaw. He's just too close. I was listening to uh, John Shambi. You see who they, what they did, a punishment today to the Dodgers. No. Rick Honeycutt's out as pitching coach. Is that right? Mark Pryor's the new pitching coach for the Dodgers. So, so Rick he, Honeycutt had been the guy for, for what? 14 years. 14 years. 14 years, four different managers, and Rick Honeycutt p- takes the, pays the price. Is that, what do you make of that? I think it's horseshit. Yeah. It's horseshit. Yeah. I mean, come on, dude. I mean, between how many great Dodger players and pitchers, between Grinky and Should Dave Kershaw, have been out? No, I wouldn't have fired him either. 106 Would you have games. gone after Joe Madden? I would have gone. That's the only move, to go after Joe Madden, because Friedman and Madden have a connection. Around. Yeah, and you, you take the big shot right at the Angels. And you go, you know what? Fuck you. You thought you had your guy. You already right. fired your manager. Right. We're going to go after the guy that has a relationship with Friedman. Because Harris. Yeah. And and Joe Madden could have been your Phil Jackson. Yeah. And Friedman and Madden were the ones together in Tampa when they went right. to the World Series. Yeah. That would have been my move. That's That, that would have been a big fuck you to the Angels. And, and it really probably would have made the Dodgers better. The Dodgers need to shake up, just like the Padres need to shake up. But the... The, the Kershaw thing, by the way, I just... It, it's the craziest goddamn thing. Yeah. To be that good in the regular yeah. season and be that shitty in the postseason. But here was the thing that was unbelievable to me. Yeah. So they, the Dodgers, lose that game. Yeah. Unbelievable, they lose. Yeah. And the craziest shit is in this town, a dude who does a podcast. You're no longer on 1360. Yeah. Nobody said shit to Mike. Nobody said shit to Judd. Nobody said shit to Darren, to Marty, to John Schaefer, to Steve Hartman, to Rich Ornberger. None of them mattered. Chris Ello didn't matter. Fucking Tony Gwynn Jr. didn't matter. Coach didn't matter. Woods didn't matter. Ben didn't matter. Yeah. The one guy that everybody in this town wanted to fucking tee off on was you. Yes. It was great. It was. They were coming in so fast, I couldn't even keep up. But you have to, when you're looking at that. Yeah. You got to take that and go, dude, this is the ultimate. You're the ultimate heel in this town. Oh, I Old know. School. I am the devil. Yeah, but you're, <laughs> but know. you know. Yeah. Old school Rick Rude. Yeah. I want every yeah. Yeah. fat, <laughs> sweaty <laughs> San Diego scrub to sit down. <laughs> right? I am. I'm Rick Rude. You're 100% right. You, you nailed it. You are Rick Rude. Yeah. I was fucking dying. I thought it was great for the show. Oh, oh it was. It was it great was for the show. It was hysterical. You know, it's funny. Now that now that baseball season's over, I will point this out. Because I tell you what, I couldn't be more proud of what we've done on this podcast. Right. We placed that $1,000 bet right. okay, on the Padres. And it made it so you guys were talking about it. We were talking about it. There was an interest on what was going to happen 
through this show with the Padres connected at the same time. We didn't pay right. for any advertising. None. But fucking A, man. It was, it, was it, was, great. it was great. It was six months of fucking what's going to happen. But the funny thing is. And then the, when the Dodgers won or lost, either way, it was you guys watching to go after me. Right. Which, again, helps the show out. It was. We all couldn't believe that Andy Green fucked yes. us out of a thousand bucks. <laughs> That's and, true. But we knew. We all knew. There was. Yeah. All of us knew that somehow, some way, Dave Roberts was going to fuck oh that thing God, up. Dude, I tell you what. I, I, okay, here's a couple things. Because I couldn't answer everyone on, on Twitter. I, trust me, I would have I would have taken my medicine. But I, I'm sitting there, and I'm watching the game, sitting in the chair to my right, where you and I are sitting right now, facing directly at the television. Yeah. And I light up a cigar, okay? Yeah. And they're, they score. And I'm like, this cigar is good luck. And then I stopped smoking the fucking cigar. <laughs> And now guys are getting on base. I'm getting nervous. And I'm yeah. like, I better light up another fucking cigar. Oh, shit. Dude, I smoked five cigars. Five. Dude. In three hours. And, dude, I was so fucking sick. I couldn't breathe for shit. <laughs> I was, <laughs> but I kept smoking because I was superstitious yeah. as fuck. And I'm smoking these goddamn cigars. And when they finally lost, when when Howie Kendrick, who, Hal, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of just because, fuck, he's a horrible fielder, but everybody likes yeah. Howie Kendrick. Yeah. Um, I wish he was it was still on the Dodgers, but it doesn't matter. It's that grand slam. Dude, I am uh, so sick. Out of if this makes anyone feel any better, out of all the years that I've watched sports, Lakers, Alabama, everything else, outside of Alabama losing to Clemson, that was the worst loss I've ever experienced good. as a fan. I know. I know you'd like that. It's so great. It was it was it was it was bad. And I'll tell <laughs> I'll tell you, not only, you know, hell, I've had some disappointing seven last years with yeah. Dodger baseball. But this one was was different, and and it was different because on Father's Day this year, I was at yeah. Dodger Stadium. Jake was a Dodger fan. My older son Josh is a Padre fan. Yeah. And for Father's oh, Day, yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh and I went out to Dodger Stadium, and after the game, we may or may not have because it's against the law dumped Jake's ashes in left field. I don't think he did. Wink, and wink. So, <laughs> and I was like, and we were the last ones yeah. to leave, and the sprinklers came on, and I was like, hey, they're there, maybe. You know, wink, wink. So, is I was, there a part of us that should blame him right now that he had one fucking job to do in this year? And oh my gosh, I he just, got him out faster. Jake got him out faster than ever. I, that's that's Jake. Half fuck. everything. Um, but I was I was just like, fuck, man. This was the one year I really wanted the win because I yeah. knew I knew that that field was there the whole year, and the, yeah. and the season's over. They ripped those fields out. And they Doesn't start matter. brand new. He's always there. So it was I, I, it allegedly. Was, yeah. <laughs> so it, it was. It was one of those where I just this was the year well, for me. This was the year. Well, I'm going to tell you this: I love Jake like family. I couldn't give less of a shit. I know because he. I told him every day he was a fucking douche for being a Dodger <laughs> fan, and so fuck him and fuck his Dodgers. I, you're not going to make me That's... waver and go. You know what, Dave? Yeah, God, that would have been great. No, fuck it. I, I I'm not going to. I won't. And sorry, Jake. Deal with it. Your team fucking. I literally. It, I mean, and I can't remember the last time I took a loss that hard where I couldn't sleep. I was up till four in the morning. I was Good. so fucking upset Good. they lost. I wasn't crying, but I was just pissed, just going fuck, man. And I was like, why didn't you fucking pitch caloric? That's what the computer said to do. I know you asshole. Jesus. It, it, Come on, Doc. It is. Yeah. Fuck Doc Roberts, man. What the fuck? It's so crazy. I, I got to read this to you. I posted this on, on Twitter. I thought it was kind of crazy because, and I'm asking about Kershaw in a second. It says, okay. worst ERA in Major League Baseball oh, history. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Among, when, when facing elimination. And they're all guys everybody knows. Wakefield's number one. 
Okay. 675. Kershaw's Damn. two, 577. But the three guys behind are Clemens, Pedro Martinez, and Max Scherzer. Damn. I mean, you got to think, everyone but one of those is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Well, Clemens isn't going in, and Wakefield's not going in. But you know what I mean. But Wakefield, okay, hang on. Wakefield has a ring. Yep. Uh, Clemens has a ring. Yep. Scherzer, no. Could get one this year. Could get one, but and who? Pedro has one. Pedro has one, yep. yeah. And so it doesn't matter. I'm to the point now where it doesn't matter what Kershaw does. They can win the World Series next year and yeah, the year yeah. after. He's still going to be known as the biggest fuck-up right. postseason play. He bon- knows it, too. Bonds was that guy's a hitter forever until 2002, the World Series against the Angels, where he was ridiculously good. Yep. But Bond, people don't think talk about Bonds as being a choke artist. But Kershaw, no matter what he fucking does, even when he goes in the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, people yeah. are going to look at him and go, dude, you fucking sucked when right. it mattered most. It, it, I mean, what are you write on his plaque? I fucking sucked. You know what I was waiting for was, remember when Stevie Johnson, because Kershaw's super religious. Remember when Stevie Johnson was with the Bills mm-hmm. and he dropped that ball in the end zone and then he went after Jesus? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm looking at Kershaw going, is he about to go after Jesus here? Because, fuck, man, there's no answer. And I, I, I was like, this this is a meme right here forever or a gif. With of him, him on the bench? Of him on the bench with a Dude, big they- heavy head. When they were playing Sad World yeah. or from fucking Tears well, for Fears. Well, you're playing fucking Titanic, you said. Titanic shit. was great. Fucking uh, Hello Darkness, Smile. Yeah. I just fucking sent every one of them to you. I know. And that's what I said on Twitter. I was like, look, uh, Dave tells all of us that he's a Padre fan. So if he's a Padre fan, he's enjoying these as much as I am. <laughs> that's why he gets to see them. I but did not enjoy I, it. I fucking was dying laughing because I couldn't get enough of the fact that the one guy that everybody yeah. was like, this dick, <laughs> he took our hundred bucks, he took our thousand bucks, but we're fucking killing him tonight was you. It was so <laughs> funny. Uh, that was great. It was awful. But no, it wasn't. It no, was for, just so everybody knows it hurt. Good. Okay? I know that's what everybody wanted to know. Good. Yeah, it hurt. It hurt. It hurts. <laughs> uh, would you have fired Dave Roberts? No, I wouldn't. At 106 wins. How do you bring him back? I, I wouldn't have fired him. Uh, you're prolonging the it? inevitable. He's never going to win Fuck. a world. He's never going to win a world championship. Dude, you know what though, man? There are guys that have got to come through. Guys besides Muncie and Turner, Bellinger has to come through. Yeah. You know, I mean, there are guys that have to fucking come through. It, it, a lot of talk. People are everyone, everyone's talking free agency that Rendon. Wants to be a Dodger. I don't think Rendon's a Dodger. Dodgers nah. aren't spending that money on those nope. guys. You got Turner for one more year. They aren't doing that. Um, a lot of people in LA, I'm reading when I was up there yesterday, reading and see what's the Dodgers' problem is they don't spend any money anymore. Dude, you don't need to. You're developing no. a bunch of minor league. You, had a, you want 100 yeah. fucking games. 100, just, yeah, 106. And if Alex Verdugo was healthy, you would have had right. five rookies on the playoff roster. That, that's, the minor league system's doing okay. Yeah. Much better than this one. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, I wouldn't have uh, I wouldn't have done that. It is in- interesting to see where, like, people are talking Garrett Cole here. Yeah. But Garrett Cole's not coming here, right? No. Because look at all the money he's about to demand. It's crazy money. $1.2 billion. Yeah, Strasburg, dude. They say he's going to end up back with the Nationals. Yeah, he's going to stay. And so you go, okay, well, who else are you, are you going to be chasing as far as big free agent pitchers? But, man, Garrett Cole's going to get a ton of fucking money. Yep. Going to cash in. Yeah, it definitely is. Hey, uh, I want to mention a couple things, and I'm going to ask you a question about something, uh, the future of this show, uh, a question that someone threw at me, and I was like, I would probably love to hear this. I'll bring it up, see what Jeff thinks. Uh, Brian Curry, selling real estate all over San Diego County for more than 20 years. He's one of the best in the business, knows the communities better than anyone else. Obviously, we're big Brian Curry fans. He's the guy that's in the process of selling my house as well. 
You need to call Brian if you have any questions about the market or where your next move should be. Make sure you give Brian a call at 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. This is a big FU to our friend on his way to Alabama tomorrow, working down in Alabama, our old friend Aaron Creasy who I talked to on the drive down tonight. I told him my charger idea, gave him a little sneak preview. He goes, God, you know where that would be beautiful? Right in IB. I go, dude, nothing's beautiful <laughs> in IB. You son of a bitch. It stinks. I go, it's North TJ. That's all that fucking is. The people of IB have more game than anybody, but it doesn't mean we got to build anything down there. I yep. love all the, the people that live down there because they're fucking champions. Half of them are going to be losing a pinky finger from all the toxic water that they swim in or shower in. They're going to start losing digits, but shit. The point of that is Brian Curry knows every area in San Diego. You know where it's insanely cool? Rancho Penasquitas or Carmel Valley. Yep. You know where we went out the other day, and I think about so many of uh, uh, our friends, Dave, that we've met that are just kind of ready to get out of the craziness Man, you go out. I drove the 67 last week. We drove the 67, my sons and I. We went out through Ramona. Okay. Santa Isabel on the way to Julian. And one of my sons said, man, Dad, could you imagine living out here? I said, I tell you what, I bet for the people that live here, they love it. They don't have to deal with the commute. Yeah. They got a couple acres. Congrats to our friend Bubba getting a couple of acres, going old school. No way, is he really? Yeah. But that's the kind of thing where you look at it and you go, man, this is it. These would be the one for those kind of people. And the guy who's going to help you find that is Brian Curry. Because Brian knows every neighborhood in San Diego, knows what your needs are, what your family's needs are. Give him a call. And on a personal note, he is helping a family member of mine that got jammed into an incredibly difficult situation. Brian's got a full schedule and he's helping them. I couldn't be more grateful to what he's doing, helping a family member in a little over their head. But if you are looking for your next home where you're going to be, nobody better than Brian Curry. Absolutely. Don't forget about that brand-new pool as well. You know if you have that brand-new house, nothing to make it better than the backyard. Having a great brand-new pool courtesy of TaylorMade Pools. Make sure you call our friend Alan Taylor. TaylorMade Pools, been, again, been doing this more than 20 years. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Well, Dave, it was funny. Uh, you and I have been talking about having our first annual Lola Falana lookalike contest. Yes. And one of the things that we want to do is have it at a pool. But we need to have somebody build a TaylorMade pool in their backyard. Dave's moving. I'm not quite ready to put that pool in. And there's nowhere else. I mean, we could go to the the Shriners Hall, I'm sure. The Elks Lodge in Encinitas wants to host it. But we need a tailor-made pool. And nothing better back in your backyard than 25 gorgeous women that each one of them could be mistaken for a young Lola Falana. (laughs) But all I know is I was in Carlsbad driving around today. Yeah. 12 noon. It's almost mid-October, and it was 81 degrees. This idea that in the Midwest or on the East Coast, that you can only have a pool from May until September is, well, sucks to be them. Yeah. Dude, you can have a pool year-round in San Diego, and not only a pool, but a gorgeous pool. Check out our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com. Go to the sponsor page. 
and see what Allen can do for you. Absolutely. Also, don't forget about Dan Williams. Again, he's a guy that can help you with all your finances. He, re- he wrote a couple books as well. Jeff will tell you about them in a second. But look, when it comes to finances, a lot of people don't know what to do, how to get out of debt, and at the same time, how do you make your money last? Make sure you call our good friend Dan Williams at 858-688-6813, 858-688-6813. Dave, I just told your wife, get out of here. Did you see her? She started <laughs> no, walking out here. Done. I just turned. I gave her the point. Get it. Come on, scoot. Uh, one quick note on Alan Taylor. Happy Thanksgiving to all our Canadian friends and family. There you go. That, listen, we have a lot of friends that have Canadian roots. Today's Thanksgiving in Canada. So, uh, Al Taylor and your family. Is it always on a Monday in Canada? I don't know how the fuck it works. All I know is that um, they have uh, Gila Floor hot dogs, which are the key of the Montreal Bell Center. So, everybody gets uh, two Gila Floor hot dogs. Yeah. And the French fries with the gravy, poutine, poutine, I don't know how to pronounce it. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, happy Thanksgiving. Dan Williams is the man (laughs) because you buy a house. God, it looked like they were going to hit Mason Crosby right in the cock, didn't it? (laughs) Jesus Christ. Those Green Bay kids are crazy. They love going out on a Monday night. Let's hit the kicker right in the balls. (laughs) Uh, You buy a house. You sign the papers. You move in, it's incredible. But guess what happens 30 days later and 30 days after that? You got to make a payment. And all your other shit doesn't go away. Your Aztec season tickets don't go away. Your other excitement that you have to pay. So how do you make it all work? Well, Dan's book, Borrow Smart, Repay Smart, that's the cornerstone to his practice. And it's going to be a book that you want to keep handy. It's yours for free right now. But the second book, is for any of you that are in the military looking to buy a house, how to purchase a home with no down payment. Tell you what, you can have my copies. We can get together. All I need is 275 bucks cash. <laughs> Bring me cash, 275 bucks. Um, I'd be willing to sign it, but I'll personalize it for an extra 85 bucks. Dave, do the math for me. How much should they owe me? I think it's 360. Yes, it's pronounced right. Um, so 360 bucks cash. I will give you the books signed personalized however you like it just let's a deal yeah let's just keep the meeting short and don't shake hands <laughs> or if you want uh dan will probably sign the books and apparently he's going to give it to you for free by going to san diego lending.us slash dave jeff so again 380 bucks you can have my copies of both books they're great i'll sign them to you and i'll act like i'm interested in anything you say or you can get the books for free, sandiegolending.us slash Dave Jeff. Give him a call, 858-688-6813. All right. Also, again, Kyle Fluger, he's the guy that's been helping us with the websites. Jeff just mentioned it a second ago, daveandjeffshow.com or jakesprojects.org. He can do a great job for you as well. If you have a business and it's kind of struggling or the website isn't any good, needs to be refreshed, make sure you call Kyle Fluger, 619 500 Six six two one six one nine five hundred six six two one. That old uh, freeloading sail, uh, sailor Julie Brownman in Denver took our advice. Yep, and gorgeous websites for her podcast that she's doing. By the way, if you're here in, in San Diego but you have Denver roots, uh, Dave Logan, great dude that we've yeah. known for hundred years and has awesome stories. If you're here in San Diego and you have uh, Bronco blood, yeah. in you. Or if you are somebody from that area and remember the name Drew Goodman, Drew's been doing sports, another great dude. Man, their podcasts are fun. It's much different than what we do. It's much more of a straight sports stories. 
But because of the relationships that Dave has, Dave had one the other day where he was talking about his last day with the Broncos, and he basically told him, like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, but and really just sports fans. Like, Drew and Dave are doing them. Uh, the websites are easy to find. Just follow Julie on social media. But when you look at the websites, Kyle put them together. It makes yep. me really, really excited. Great stuff. All right, so here's the suggestion that someone said to me. They said About the future of the show? Well, that's what they would like to see added to the show. Okay. The, we have a lot of things about the future of the show. We're just kind of waiting uh, to put all our ducks in a row. But as far as uh, something I'd like to see added to the show, the question was that the FUs of the day used to be a, a big part of the show, understanding that we don't do them anymore. But it would be nice if Coach did an FU of the day every, oh, hey. every day. Yeah, I got David. It's funny you mentioned that. <laughs> uh, you know, the other night I was out doing the high school game of the week, and uh, FU to my stats guy, Steve Dolan. You know, if if people tune into a high school football game, the one thing they want to hear, Biff, is we need to know third down efficiency of Claremont High. We need to know that. Or guess what? There was really no reason for us to even go out. We could have just all stayed home and watched The Voice. Really frustrating. Here's the other thing. I F you to anybody in this town that doesn't understand that I've had personal relationships with people that wore the Padre uniform. Sorry that you sit there with your big foam finger in the stands and jump up and down when Blooper ran by, hoping that he'd shoot a T-shirt to you. Guess what I was doing? I was sitting on the bench sharing war stories with Pat Murphy. So who's a loser? Not me. And F you to anybody who doesn't understand the great legacy of Torrey Pines High School. Uh, when you look at your high school, I'd like to know what's the coolest thing that ever happened there. Prom queen got knocked up at age 16. Good for you. I went to Torrey Pines. You know what John Olive, who coached the Falcons, used to do? He was the color analyst on Clipper Radio. So fuck off. <laughs> That's three wins for the coach and zero for you. Uh, don't forget, Dave, I'd like to mention the fact I'll be back tomorrow at noon. And for most of you, if you struggle at night and... I've been hearing a lot about that hemp oil yeah. that you pull a couple little drops under your tongue yeah. and it helps you sleep better. I found that for the older audience that loves calling and talking to me about your model train collection, your collection of Mad Magazine, <laughs> your traveling spoons collection, the day you saw Perry Como at the Town & Country Hotel and you were too nervous to get an autograph, I feel like any of you that are sleeping or just feel bad about your life will feel a lot better. Just tune into my show every day from noon, and by 12.07, you'll be completely refreshed. <laughs> hey, I got another FU. Yeah, what is it? My next FU goes to Darren Smith, Mr. Big Shot across town. Hey, if I booked the same fucking guest 19 days in a row, maybe I'd get those big numbers too, but I'm not mad. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, uh, Scott Miller will be on the show tomorrow. And then uh, we're going to have Bruce Marshall from the Gold Sheet wondering if the Chargers will ever cover again. Boy, Dave, they they look like a team afraid to get their pants dirty. <laughs> That's what you always tell me. They do. That's your line. Well, I would tell them, hey, you guys just go out to your fancy cars with your fancy rims and just keep driving. I don't know where you guys go. What you like to do for fun. I almost said something that could have been viewed as racist, and I sure didn't mean it that way. Why don't you guys just all – you know what I would do when our team was struggling, Dave? I I would get the parents. We'd all get together, yes. and we'd drive. They used to have a Dairy Queen right there in Solana Beach, and we'd all go, and I'd say, hey, guess what? Tonight you only get a chocolate shake, no chocolate banana. You didn't earn that banana. 
Save that banana for the cheerleaders. Whoa, I didn't mean it like oh, that. Coach. Hey, 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 whoa. Hey, hey. I didn't mean that. Kind of did. All right, you all be safe out there. And don't forget, I'm on tomorrow at noon. Going to be a great show. Uh, Bill Center will be on the show. We're going to talk America's Cup. As America's Cup gets ready to go to Fiji. Who's the next Dennis Connor? He'll be on the show from 12 until 1.15 taking your calls. Who's the next Dennis Connor? And then Jay Paris will be on talking about his next book about a team that doesn't matter in San Diego. We're hoping it's uh, the Anaheim Ducks as we look back at the career of Guy Bear. I mean, fucking guy did Shohei Otani, did a Rams book. Jay's another guy doesn't remember what his fucking zip code is, does he, Dave? <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it'll be great. So we'll look forward to that tomorrow. And then we got a call in. I don't know if he'll call back, but maybe we've been trying to get Emilio Estevez on the show. <laughs> what the hell would you ask him? Well, I'd like to ask. <laughs> <laughs> ask him what Denise to bang Demi more? Oh, son of a bitch. You knew exactly what I was going to say. Right? <laughs> I was going to ask how's Demi Moore smell, but I was afraid your creepy little mind would think the wrong thing, you sick bastard. I was thinking she'd smell like vanilla or perfection. And is it true her, her voice used to sound like Julie Andrews? Into, uh, is it Julie Andrews, Mary Poppins? Who's that old bitch? Is it true Emilio Rector vocal cords? Jesus, Dave, clean it up. We've met parents that say their kids listen to this show. Why don't you have another cigar? Did you see five. Uh, hey, I got one more yeah. F you. You know, I was sitting there watching the Dodger game. Yeah. And uh, I, I personally, inside, I was hurting a little bit for my friend Dave Roberts. And I didn't appreciate your smart-ass buddy, Dodseth, asking me what day Dave Roberts was going to be on to break down the Cardinals <laughs> National Series. And so I took the high road and said, hey, I'll just put a call into him. But I knew what he was saying, and I didn't like it. He's a dick. <laughs> when, uh, when are we back for the next show? Um, well, one quick Padre update, and yeah. then we'll get out. Um, I feel like, and maybe I'm completely wrong, I think we'll be back th Thursday because I'm going to the okay. Who concert Wednesday night. Cool. Where's um, that concert at? At Vieja Serena. Nice. Um, but... I think by the time we're back, I think we have a new Padres manager. Do you? I think the manager's name this week. And I'm going to say tonight that I think, now watch tomorrow, they'll completely fuck this up. But I think in the next, by the time we're back here Thursday, I think Ron Washington's the manager. I think he's the guy too. I, I can live with that. Yeah. Like the more I've read about Ron Washington the last couple of days, uh, the more I I would be kind of intrigued to see how that would work. Well, he's the best baseball guy, it sounds like, as far as his dealings right. with the players, understanding it, went to two World Series. Because Boach isn't yeah. coming. And Boach isn't coming. Why did they take Joe Madden out? Why is Joe Madden a no-go down here? I just think Joe Madden had no interest in the Padre job. He said he did. He said that the Padre... Do you think he did, or do you think that it was a uh, He's trying a to play hardball with, with the Angels. That could be. Trying to get a little bit more money. That could be. Um, I mean, why would you take this job? You know what I'm saying? I mean, Joe Madden's an older guy, not like... Well, fuck, Ron Washington, 67. Yeah, I understand. He looks better than Joe Madden. My my thing is, Joe Madden wasn't winning with the Cubs lineup. You think he's going to win with the Padres lineup? No, and a really, really interesting article, the New York Daily News over the weekend, that said this year it was the managers that got knocked out 
Gabe Kapler since the last time we were here out in Philly. How about they send Gabe Kapler's going to the Giants? Get the Giants job, That's right? wild. Well, you know um, why. There's a connection with yeah. with the Dodgers and Gabe Kapler and now with the guy and that And the run. GM. Yeah. Um, Dave Ross expected to get the Cubs job, right? There you go. Yeah, a couple of those are going to fill Matheny in. Matheny to the Royals. Yeah, Matheny, and then we'll, we'll see. I bet Eduardo Perez interviewing with the Mets. That's bizarre. Yeah. Mets, you still feel like. Oh. I think Carlos Beltran gets it. He yeah. said that's the only job he wants. He said yeah. he won't interview with anybody else. Including here, but he also turned down the Cubs job. Yeah. Um, but the New York Daily News said that there's a feeling in baseball that a lot of the owners are old-time money guys. Yep. And I felt like they were talking directly about Ron Fowler. And that a lot of these guys are sick of the analytics and that if shit doesn't change like what we saw in San Diego, that next year all these pencil-pushing GMs, dorks, are going to get blown out. And the feeling was it was the managers this year, and if the tide doesn't change, the Mets with uh, Brody Van Wagenen, A.J. Preller, um, other GMs around baseball, Billy Epler, some others that didn't make the impact – that the owner was looking for could be blown out. And Dave, the article went on to say that it may open the door for more old school established winning baseball guys to come back into the game. Well, you look at the Astros, they might win two world series in three years. I mean, they're, they're completely, you know, analytical, same with the Yankees, same with the Dodgers, you know, but Cashman, Brian Cashman is a blend of both. Aaron Boone is a blend. No, he's not. Aaron's Aaron's an analytic guy. But Aaron Boone could be an old yeah, school. Yeah, he, he could. He old, grew up in his yeah. dad's house. But, yeah. And his dad was a manager. But Aaron tells Brett all the time, no, we're straight analytics. But he's not. Like, they believe the RBI is the most overrated and unneeded stat going. But Aaron Boone is much more, from a personality standpoint, Aaron Boone is much more old school and can relate to guys and has credibility that an Andy Green doesn't have. Because all Aaron Boone has to say, if Aaron Boone's selling me on analytics yep. and I'm a, a player, I'm Aaron Judge or John Carlos Stanton, I'm fucking listening to him. The guy's an insane baseball guy. But when the pitching coach for the Phillies a year ago is some MIT dork, yeah. get the fuck out of here. Exactly right. Nobody's listening to Andy Green. And I asked a guy in uh, baseball today, Regular listener of the podcast, he knows exactly who, that I'm talking to him right now. He'll stay unnamed. I said, who do you think the next Padre manager is? He goes, you have no idea how much I want to be Jace Tingler just to hear you and yeah, Dave lose, lose your shit. shit. I'm like, well, Dave won't lose his shit. It'll be me. But he's exactly right. I will say that there are a lot of people inside the organization that are looking at this higher and saying, Ron Fowler better fucking make sure Preller gets this right. He should. And I think a lot of people that we talk to within the organization, it, it, I mean, look, you can say, is Showalter the guy? Is Joe Girardi the guy? Is Joe Madden the guy? Boach, it doesn't appear, is ever coming back. No, right? it's not. Mike Sosha, Ron Washington. I think any of those guys... Old school, established track record could be sold to the people that work in that building, that work at all levels in that building. I think what Ron better be aware of, and I don't know that he gives a shit or if he's 
clueless to it. His own building is watching, and a lot of the people in that building are sick of Preller's shit. They want to yeah. know, how does a fucking guy have five straight years of under 500 baseball, and he still is supposedly yeah. the strongest voice in the room? If they go and get a guy like Tingler, and again, we've said it two different times last week, this guy may be an incredible hire. He, You don't have the margin of error no, in you do San not. Diego to make that gamble. You just don't. Nope. You have to get it right. And a lot of people that work for Ron are watching going, are you going to let this fucking guy yeah. screw this up again? again? Or are you going to jump in and say, hey, make make a rational move? Again, whether it's figure out which one of those guys makes the most sense. Washington, show up. We just said it. All those names. This is his third manager. Really, four, if you count Bud, it's the fourth manager he's had underneath him in five years. Right, but he made two decisions. The first was Pat Murphy, which was horrible, and yeah. the next was Andy Green. But he fired Bud. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean, I, he made he had, a decision to fire Bud. Yeah, he inherited Bud, but the two guys that he hand-chose yeah, to come in were, yeah, horseshit. You know, it's... Um, one thing about Ron watching that always makes me laugh is he's like 70s styles rim guy. You know what I mean? Like most guys, when they lose their hair, they kind of yeah. shave Jet the side done. of their hair. Yeah. Dude, he looks, him and Fowler have the same fucking haircut. Yeah. Ron Washington and Fowler. Yeah. Prowler. <laughs> but yeah. as far as a baseball guy goes, I think he's the best baseball guy out there. But I think too, yeah, Ron Washington, don't you think you could sell I that here? I, think, I could. I mean, I think you can. I think as far as all the questions of Ron will last one day and then it'll move on. But I think. Meaning as far as his backstory. But I think Ron gets respect in that room, yeah. right? Yeah. And if you go back to what Fowler said initially, he wanted a guy with a presence. He wanted a guy who gives you a presence, who establishes yeah. respect Which, in that room. 100% he does. I'm kind of curious to know if Ron Washington's the guy. There's certain guys that are going to benefit tremendously with Ron. And meaning the. Infield. Well, the infield. Hosmer, Urias, Tatis. We'll all love him. Right. I don't know what's going to happen to Machado. Oh, I think Machado will get along I with I think Ron Washington's going to expect him. You're going to run. I don't care if hustle's part of your game. There's a way of playing baseball at the pro level. I'm almost right. seven years old, and he demands a shitload of there's effort. And there's a way you are as a major leaguer on the field and off the field. I think Ron Washington and uh, Machado. I hope we get, we get the Machado that we want to see. We all want to see a guy right. that can run five times a game. Yeah. That's it. But here's I, – I think he's in place by the time we're back here Thursday night. That'd be interesting. I know they say they want to do it sooner than later. It's always funny to me. Unless some other team's talking to him, what's the rush? You know, want to talk, take your chances of talking to as many people as you can. But it, it just, that one to me, early on, I was like, ah, not so much. And then you go back and you read some stories on him. You go, yeah. all right. Everybody loved him. Yeah, everybody loved him. Played hard. Yep. Demanded respect in the room. Um, and when you actually look at what happened, why he walked away, he walked away because he had done some things behind his wife's back and he wanted to get his personal life squared away. And guess what? They're still married today. So who are any of us to tell him how to live his personal life? Um, the the earlier challenges in his life, he said he's got managed under control. Good for him. Uh, I'll say this. Uh, Preston Gomez, am I right, is the only minority manager that this team's ever had in 50 years. I don't. I guess that could be right. I don't know. I never thought about it. A lot of white guys. Yeah, a lot of white guys. So that wouldn't be bad either, right? I mean, Chargers went out and got Anthony Lynn. Still an Anthony Lynn fan, even though that team can't fucking yeah. play for him. 
But yeah, they've never had a, a minority head coach. I think that would be kind of cool too. But Ron Washington's 67 years old. So you say, okay, well, he's the guy now, but what's going to be your plan in four years when he's 71? Yeah. Well, the guy, uh, now these guys that all run for president of the United States are older than that. Yeah. You know? Fuck, he a, might have a good 10, 15 years in him. That's when you bring Jace Tingler in. <laughs> all right, we'll see you Thursday. All right. So let